News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 125 of the Luke Messia Show. Today we're going to talk about whether or not Democrats should be arrested and whether Republicans are doing anything to actually compel them to come back after they have fled the state of Texas. And we're actually going to reveal to many of you that Republican leadership, Governor Abbott, Speaker Dade Phelan, seem to have no intention of actually putting pressure on Democrats to come home. Instead, they are playing the PR battle of simply yelling and screaming and complaining and posting pictures on Twitter and Facebook. It's a lot easier to, uh, to just tweet your way to looking good as opposed to actually governing, actually doing something to be effective. Kyle Biederman um, on Friday issued a statement that um, caused a lot of stir. He said, I have been in direct contact with both DPS and the Sergeant at Arms, and they have not been directed to go and retrieve the Democrats who are currently still in Texas. I am tired of the political theater from both sides of the aisle. I am calling on Governor Abbott and Speaker Phelan to rectify the situation and instruct DPS to enforce the call of the House. You have to understand that no arrest warrants have been issued for all of the Democrats who are refusing to show up and do their job. And Texas law clearly gives the authority to either the governor or the Speaker of the House to issue arrest warrants and actually instruct law enforcement if a Democrat comes back to Texas to be arrested. Now, here's what's funny. I mean, uh, KVU, KVUE, literally, this is a headline. They will be arrested. Governor Abbott responds to Texas Democrats' flight to Washington, D.C. When the House issued the call of the House, it literally said, including under, uh, including issuing warrants of arrest. And so there was this implication that there was this big flex going on from the Speaker and from the Governor, and then all these other Republican lawmakers say, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to fight for you, Texans, who have Democrat lawmakers that are holding your state hostage. Now, Just to rewind for a second, remember that every single thing that is on the special session agenda could have and should have been passed during the regular session, and we pushed for it to be passed. The Republican governor, Governor Greg Abbott, refused to come out in support of any of these policy issues except for election integrity, which he basically said it should be done and then stepped back and watched it slowly die through the process. Republicans controlled the entire House. Democrats will not leave during a regular session, and the reason they won't leave during a regular session is that if the budget doesn't pass, then you literally have a government shutdown that you are causing. And Democrats don't believe in shutting down the government because they're huge believers that we should have even bigger government. That's when you have the leverage to keep Democrats home. But Governor Abbott signed the entire budget except for just the part that funds the legislature. And he did that so that the Democrats now don't have to worry. All the schools get funded. All of the uh, social welfare programs are all fully funded. And what would have kept them home was actually not supporting the budget, which all of them voted for, by the way, except for a handful of Democrats. They all voted for the budget because it was as big as they wanted it to be. I mean, it at least was big enough for them to support the growth in government that was found within that budget. And so – Kyle Biederman issues this saying, wait a second, everyone keeps saying arrest, but I've been in contact with the sergeant at arms and DPS, the law enforcement entity that would actually be tasked with doing this. Governor Abbott is literally getting national headlines saying they will be arrested. That is a literal quote from the governor. So why 
Have our state agencies said nothing of the sort? And then we are getting reports of people calling DPS saying, hey, a Democrat lawmaker is now back in Texas. Some of them have come back. Nothing has happened. Nobody's been compelled to come back. In fact, it's like an invitation to just come back if you'd like to come back. Right. And we're going to get into this because not only are they not being threatened with those type of arrests, but they're also their chairmanships are not being threatened because the Republican Speaker of the House doesn't want to take away all these Democrat chairmanships. Remember, just so you understand how this process works, the Republican Speaker, Dade Phelan, picked a bunch of Democrats, including people like Chris Turner, who's the chairman of the of the Democrat caucus. And this is one of the most liberal members of the Texas House. He literally gave him a powerful chairmanship over certain business regulatory industries. And so he is a chairman who single-handedly gets to decide what kind of policy passes that overviews and oversees and regulates these different business industries. And then all those businesses have to give him a bunch of money so he can raise even more money as a chairman of this powerful committee that he then uses to try to turn Texas blue. And that power is given to him by the speaker. Now, the speaker's allies have come out and basically said, well, the speaker can't take away their chairmanships, which is complete hogwash, okay? And we could get into a whole debate on that. I don't know that I could find anybody to come on here and debate that the speaker can't do it. Um, I will reach out and see if anybody wants to debate that. But I don't – I suspect that they don't want to publicly – try to support the speaker in that way. But behind closed doors and privately, they will all try to say that the speaker can't take away these chairmanships that he gives away freely. But what Kyle has pointed out, just to circle back and finish there, and then we'll move on to the chairmanship discussion, is that none of these state agencies, none of the law enforcement have been actually instructed to do what it is that all the politicians keep flexing and acting like will be done. Matt Shaheen replied to uh, Kyle Biederman. And if you want to see just how weak some Republican lawmakers are, you have to read this letter that Matt Shaheen uh, releases. Now, Will Metcalf is the chairman of the House Administration Committee. And what's really funny is like Will didn't actually tweet out his own letter. He's not defending himself. Matt Shaheen calls up Will and says, hey, do you have a letter? We got to show that Kyle Biederman's not correct in his assertion. So he tweets at Kyle Biederman a letter that simply says, Dear Director Cabrera, This is from Will Metcalf, the Republican chairman of House administration. Pursuant to Section 301.028 Government Code and as chairman of the House Committee on House Administration, I request the assistance of Capital Region Department troopers as designed by Mr. Mike Black, designated by Mr. Mike Black, the House Sergeant-at-Arms, in aid of the committee's responsibilities for the operation of the Texas House of Representatives as directed by Sergeant Black. Please contact me if you need additional information. Sincerely, Will Metcalf. Now, if that is not a politician's letter, I don't know what is. They're proof that law enforcement is indeed instructed to go arrest these Democrats if they come back. So make sure they have to come back to the Texas House of Representatives is to publish a letter that in no way says anything. I mean – He literally is just saying, Mr. Cabrera, would you please provide us some assistance so that we can conduct our responsibilities? What responsibilities? We're not clear. Well, when are you going to – well, I told him he could contact me if he wanted additional information. On what? The responsibilities that I'm going to have them conduct. What responsibilities? I don't know because no one's saying anything. This is the political theater that we're talking about, and Matt Shaheen is participating in it. The other thing to remember is that Democrats know that Republicans don't actually believe in punishing them. They know the type of leverage they have because for a decade we have placated to Democrats in the state of Texas. Now, I'm going to play for you two things real quick. First, we're going to play just a little clip. Chris Turner, who is a chairman, appointed as a chairman under 
Dade Phelan, is commenting on the fact that Dade removed Joe Moody as the Speaker Pro Tem. What y'all don't know is that the Speaker's just been trying to get away. Morgan Meyer got up at the back mic, and they've all been having these public little, you know, cre- pre-created conversations to try to defend that Dade Phelan can't take away Democrat chairmanships. But one of the things that is undoubtedly a fact was that and and um, new GOP chair Matt Rinaldi is the one who pointed this out publicly for the first time is that the speaker pro tem Joe Moody who is another Democrat who actually has said that all Republicans are hateful bigots um, he has been appointed speaker pro tem by Dade Phelan and he serves at the pleasure of the speaker which means that he can be removed anytime. And so after that was pointed out within 48 hours, Joe Moody was removed. And that was due to the fact that now there was no excuse for Dade Phelan to keep Joe Moody as Speaker Pro Tem would literally be, you know, admitting that he had the power to remove this person from a position of of influence and power and not doing it. So that being said, we are going to actually play for you uh, just a clip. So Jason Whiteley with WFA asked Chris Turner what he thought about Dade Phelan's decision to take this Democrat, Joe Moody, out of the powerful position that he'd been given. And here's the clip. Um, I said today that uh, the smartest decision Speaker made was appointing Joe Moody, Speaker Pro Tem. Uh, Today's by far the dumbest decision he's made. The dumbest decision he's made. Here's what I love about Democrats. They know they hold the cards. They know that Dade Field, they're taunting him. You're a dummy, Dade Field. And Chris Turner's like, what do you think about Dade Field? He's a dummy. But did you know that Chris Turner is the powerful Democrat who's raising hundreds of thousands of dollars to turn Texas blue, who literally helped pay for the flight and all these different coordinations to get all the Democrats out of here to D.C.? This is the guy that's been propped up by the sitting Republican speaker, and he's literally taunting Dade, calling him a dummy for doing what he's doing. And here's what's funny. Dade Phelan still has not even indicated that he believes that people like Chris Turner should lose their chairmanships. In fact, they're avoiding that debate as much as possible. Don Huffines, Alan West, Chad Prather, and even Greg Abbott have come out and said Democrats should lose their chairmanships over this issue. Um, when you have you know, our three conservative right-of-center, clearly right-of-center challengers within the Republican primary all saying something could happen, and even our establishment Republican Governor Greg Abbott, even he knows politically you have to take away these Democrat chairmanships, and yet Dade Phelan is doing everything he can to avoid this. Here's what I want to take us back to, and one of the things I hope that our listeners and our viewers get from this show is a little bit more of behind-the-scenes understanding of how bad Austin is. And that's one thing we've been continually willing to tell you, um, which is that there's some systemic problems where your governing elite are not ready to handle the issue. So I'm going to play a discussion that Representative Jeff Leach and Representative Brian Slayton had during the rules debate when Brian was trying to take away Democrat chairmanships. So Brian wanted to, in the rules, which is completely allowable, say that Democrats could not be appointed chairman, um, which evidently we think that once they're appointed, they can't be unappointed. So this is a really big deal. We're going to give them power that we can't even take away, according to most people. And so Brian gets up there and advocates that we should not give Democrats these chairmanships. And Jeff Leach gets up and argues with them. And he literally, one, argues that we're just going to be like D.C., which is absolutely ridiculous. And then Brian makes a really good argument. Brian says, we can't pass our Republican priorities. And we empower a bunch of Democrats. And then we go through the session and we don't have 
these Republican priorities passed into law. What I'm doing is I'm trying to change the culture of the Texas House to ensure that we are focused on passing Republican agenda items. They had five months to do what Georgia did in a month. Georgia passed election integrity legislation in a month. And we had five months and couldn't even do it. Why? Because we have a culture where Democrats are empowered to slow down the entire process. And they're handed that power by Republican leadership. And he argues even for election integrity. And Jeff Leach literally sits there and says, that's not what this is about. We shouldn't be like D.C. We should give Democrats power. Think about that. This is a chairman under Dade Phelan, one of his top lieutenants, who's literally saying, no, we need to give Democrats more power. So we're going to play this two minutes for you just so you can kind of see the type of conversations that have already happened. And the fact that some people like Brian Slayton, who we've had on our program, have actually seen that this is an issue way before and tried to do something about it. But the Republican lawmakers as a whole have no vision They have no willingness to actually address the problems of the cultural decline that happens within the Texas House. So here we go. Let's uh, let's play this conversation. Speaker, for what purpose? Well, uh, Representative Stickland, I'm sorry, Representative Slayton, yield for questions. Will the gentleman yield? That was cute. Thank you. you Thank you, Representative. Uh, Just one question. Do you really want do you really want Austin to be more like Washington? Um, the answer to that question is not the purpose of the bill. I would like to see the Republican priorities get traction, actually get a vote on the House floor. I would like to see that happen. The Republican voters in Texas consistently vote to put Republicans in charge, and we can't get our items to the floor to be voted on. That's what I would like. And under the current structure we have, where we do give away the leadership, we see our items fail. And so that's where this comes from, because I believe the will of the people need to be honored. And if at any point in the future, if the people of Texas want Democrat leadership and policies, I believe they should have. And this is just for the committee chairs. But Representative, do do you believe that the will of the people is being expressed right now through the United States Congress when either side, either party is in control? Do you believe that the will of the American people is being expressed? Well, you know, what you're saying that, is that really is a good question because that brings up election integrity, which is a Republican that, that's priority. Not I'm, that's so, not what I'm talking about. Representative, is it in Re- D.C.? Is it because they don't have? I don't think we have election integrity across the 50 states, and I would like for Texas to lead the way with election integrity. Representative Washington should strive to be more like Austin, not the other way around, and. Um, and I Mr. appreciate Speaker, your opinion. Mr. Speaker, I'd also request that Representative Kane's remarks be reduced to writing and added to the journal. Members, you've heard the request. Move Is there any objection? Members. Hearing none, so ordered. So, yet again, you have a situation where we have clear Republicans. And by the way, Jeff Leach has actually come out and said that Democrats should lose their chairmanships and vice chairmanships over leaving the state. So even Jeff Leach has had to admit now, okay, fine, Brian Slayton was right. We shouldn't be handing all this power to Democrats. And, um, and here's the funny thing. Democrats don't care if Texas is like Washington, D.C. or not like Washington, D.C. Here's what Democrats do. Democrats will take whatever deal is better for them advancing their priorities. This is the biggest difference between Republicans and Democrats, okay? If, if Democrats have power, they use that power and wield that power to advance as much as they possibly can. And you see it right now. These same Democrat chairmen that Dade Phelan appointed are in D.C. trying to put pressure on other Democrat lawmakers to pass 
these huge voting, like complete overhauls of our entire voting system to completely undermine our election process, to completely undermine election integrity. Why? Because they know they have barely enough power. And if every single one of them pull in the right direction, they can do it. Luckily, people like Joe Manchin are not caving to the pressure, Democrat from West Virginia. But here's what you have to understand. They don't care. They want to get rid of the filibuster. They don't care about traditions. They don't care about rules. They just care about whatever it takes for them to get their agenda passed. Republicans, on the other hand, they will literally hand voluntarily power to Democrats and let them kill our priorities and say, well, this means that Texas doesn't function like Washington, D.C. Well, if you're telling me that if Washington, D.C. was if if we ran things like Washington, D.C., we'd have more power to pass more of our priorities, I'd be all for that. But here's the problem. Even when Republicans have the power, they often don't use it. It was a Republican-controlled Congress who refused to fund the wall. It was a Republican-controlled Texas House of Representatives and Texas Senate and governor who refused to fund the wall back when Congress backed out. Dan Patrick actually said he wanted Texas to start building the wall back when the Republicans refused to fund it. And Greg Abbott opposed it. He said, well, I don't want to spend the money. I don't even know if Congress will reimburse us. We are literally being invaded. We have a completely open border. People can just walk across into the state of Texas and be put into any of our large cities or the rest of America. And guess what? Our Republican-controlled legislature isn't sure they want to fund border security until Don Huffines runs for governor. And now there's so much pressure that all of a sudden you see all these people moving all sorts of different directions. Why is this happening in a political season? Alan West declares he's running for governor. Different people are ta- they're taking Texas onto a national stage. And you're seeing a Republican majority governorship state who for a long time has been right in the middle now In this identity crisis, they don't even know what they believe. And this is good for you Texans. If you're following this entire drama unfold, you're seeing a situation where you have more opportunities to see our priorities advanced. This is good for you. But it's important to kind of take a step back and realize they still don't want to punish these Democrats. They still want to have them keep their chairmanships. And that's what Dade Phelan and Dustin Burroughs and all of his cohorts are going to fight to try to ensure happens. And we have a Republican governor who has no idea what he believes and is going back and forth. And that's all very good for us because these are issues that we care about. Banning sex change surgeries on kids, passing election integrity, actually phasing out a property tax system, securing our border, meaning we need to know who comes across and who doesn't, and securing that point of entrance. That is what it's going to take. Will we accomplish that in Texas this year, next year, year after? I don't know. But the most important thing to understand is that still most of our Republican leaders are playing a game. It's a show. They'll say, we're going to arrest these Democrats. We're going to issue warrants for their arrest. But nothing is actually done. And the only time things actually happen is when you Texans wake up and engage in the process and reveal the problems. And when people like Kyle Biederman or Matt Rinaldi are courageous enough to stand up and peel the curtain back and it shows us what's really happening and then you can engage in the process. And that's our hope that you continue to take away from the information that we share with you Um I am really interested to see how the next couple months unfold, and I will continue to bring to you the real information of what's going on in the state of Texas so that you can be aware of what's happening and be empowered to do something about it. Thank you so much for following along this week. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. 
Honestly, though, visit TexasScorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.